Welcome back to another podcast episode. This is a little bit different. It's called Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram weekday mornings at 8 a.m.-ish. That's 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you're Pacific, 7 a.m. If you're Eastern, 10 a.m., I would love for you to come live and hang out with me at them. But, you know, it's always 8 a.m.-ish because, you know, your girl's got to sleep sometimes. And I was getting so much feedback from everyone that they loved it, but sometimes they missed it and it'd be nice to listen to it that, I mean, why don't I put it here on the podcast? So if you don't already follow me over on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-H-A-I-R, should have made a song about that, go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and actually correspond, correspond, like it's like writing a letter old fashioned, you can actually chat with me there and be live on these. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. If you've heard all the recession talk and you're kind of freaking out because you're thinking 2023 is going to be a really shitty year and you're already prepping for like, maybe I should get a second job. Maybe I should quit the industry. Maybe there's something else I should be doing. You want to tune in and stay connected to this live because I have a very special guest coming on that you don't want to miss. And we're going to be chatting all about all this recession scare talk that's going on. And it's real and it's legit. And I want to make sure that you guys. But there are things that will protect you or guarantee your your deterioration in a recession. So go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And we've got our guest right on first thing this morning. Oh, and she's hiding. I think maybe. I don't know. What is this filter? <laughs> hey guys, I'm so happy to be here with Dawn. Oh my gosh. I just like spilt my coffee. I was like, Sarah, are you okay? Oh my God. Hold on. I'm, that is ridiculous. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. I was just telling everybody, go ahead. And I, we want to be people that are talking with them in the comments today, not yes. just on a screen. So go ahead and put your name and where you're tuning in from in the world in the comments. And let's get to know each other this morning, because if we're going to have a conversation, Sarai and I don't want to just be chatting and you guys overhearing, although I love a good eavesdrop. Legit Sarai texted me this morning. Can we just go live to hang out this morning or today, or this week? I mean, and I was like, yeah, let's do it right now. I know when you were like, okay, right now I'm going live. I'm like, Oh my God, hold on. I got to pee and I got to brush my coffee breath. Even though no one can smell my breath, I can. I know. Okay, and you've got we, like... got, we got Ohio, Montana, my Montana people. I'm moving there. I love it there. Oh, you're from Kansas City, bitches. What's up? What's, oh, is, is Kansas City the CKMO? KCMO, yeah. KCMO. I love it. Scottsdale, Calvary. Idaho, Cheyenne. I love it. California. Oh my gosh, my dogs. I tried to hide so that it wouldn't be too noisy, but my house is still getting so much work done on it. Okay. So we're talking this morning. Hi, Jackie from New York. We're talking this, oh, we're talking this morning about how to protect businesses from the recession. I have to say, I'm kind of sick of all this fear mongering that's going on about recession because and as much I and I was saying this to Sarai right before we went live, like I hate mindset work when I like go into something and it's like, all right, now let, and I'm like, Ugh. and like I'm curious how many of you guys here? Oh, we got people from Canada too. I'm in Canada. How many of you guys like when people start talking? Oh, I gotta move so you can't hear my dog barking. I'm gonna go to my basement, like my like dungy dark dungy. basement. When you guys start to hear like. It's all just like what you think and what you believe. How many of you guys kind of like tune out and shut out? Because just give like a yes in the comments. Because I do too. And yeah. also, I'm so sorry. This is like, 
This is as real as it gets this morning. Sarai's got this like beautiful setup. Oh, and... it's just my office and my dope lighting and you know, yeah. my new hair. What's up? And I'm like legit going into the dungeon. <laughs> so my so, dogs can't hear me. Well, while Don is walking downstairs, mindset. Anytime I hear, to me, I'm just like, what? Ew. Because I think a lot of us feel like mindset, and Don, you said this earlier, isn't a tangible thing, right? And so I think we've been brainwashed to believe if we just have the right mindset, everything will be okay. All your dreams and wishes will come true. Yeah. Mindset has a huge thing to do with it. But just because you believe you're going to be successful doesn't necessarily mean that. You have to also put in the work. And I think that's the portion of mindset that gets left out. And there's yeah. a big difference between being a pessimist and being, you know, a realist optimist. Like mm -hmm. we're not into toxic positivity where everything's fucking fine and we don't talk about anything. No, I think there is something to having a mindset that Yes, I can be successful. And yes, it is going to be a lot of fucking work. And yes, it might not be the ideal situation, but I can still find success and find ways to be successful in that. Yes. And just like that, like, I've like been like, okay, yeah, totally. Like when people are like money mindset, I'm like, no, I want to be rich, like whatever. And then like, I don't need to do it. And then I go do the work without the right mindset and it doesn't work either. And so I freaking hate mindset stuff because I am like someone who likes to tangibly mm -hmm. feel like I'm doing something. And that's actually been one of the hardest parts about growing my business is not feeling like I'm doing enough when reality, a lot of, as I've grown, as I've gotten into like this different phase of my business, I've had to learn that a lot of the doing is like the thinking and the strategizing and the like deciding which direction to go. But mindset is so huge, but also just as important as action. And with this whole like looming recession and fear mongering, I really want you guys to not make financial decisions based on what if yeah. in a fear based yeah. manner, because yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about like, I mean, fear is like a very used technique in marketing Absolutely. and it works. Absolutely. It makes you start to doubt and start to think of, you know, you just go down this, this spiral. So show of hands, like in the comments, who lived through the, what was it, 2007, eight recession? Give me, that, a, yeah. give me a little hand emoji or a heart or so. Don, you lived through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was a hairstylist Thank then. You. And I mean, you guys definitely in the States got hit harder than yeah. we did in Canada. But yeah. I remember, I mean, I didn't have a mortgage then. I didn't have like this, the same expenses that I do now, but legit, like my... So I wasn't as like, it wasn't as a, I didn't feel like I had as much at stake right back yeah. then. So I'll be honest about that much. Yeah. And you guys know, like those also, of you guys that don't, don't know me, I'm all about honesty, integrity, transparency. Like I don't want to try to blow smoke up your ass at all. What were you going to say? Okay. So isn't hair liquor stores and funeral homes recession proof? So this is why, yes. And Don said this earlier. I lived through the recession and much like Don, I wasn't at a point in my career where I had all of this at stake, right? However, one thing I learned was providing value for my clients during the recession. So in any recession, people are going to be a little bit stingier with their money. And here's the thing, we all have different priorities, right? Mm -hmm. What we do though, is we put ourselves in our client's pocketbook and we assume that they can't afford us or they're cutting back and we assume that we're going to be the ones. 
Okay, so if we do assume that, how can we add value? How can we add value to that client's experience that when it comes to time to cut budget, we are not even a fucking thought on there. Mm -hmm. It's about providing value, going above and beyond, creating an experience for your clients that they can't get anywhere else. Yes. And the thing is, is like, I remember, have you heard of the lipstick theory? No. Oh, no. wait, explain it. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I think that's maybe what it's called. I could be messing it up, but basically during a recession, like, yes, a lot of people are hit hard and we hear about those stories, but a lot of people just need to cut back and be careful. Yeah. And so I love it. Like totally spot on agree a hundred percent. Like, yeah, like everyone's going to be aware of what they're spending, but the big thing is that people aren't making the big purchases anymore. They aren't buying the houses. They aren't buying the boats. They aren't going on the trips, but they want that taste of luxury. And so the way they do, like, I think it was, I don't know this for sure. So I could be making this up, but it was like high end, like high end sales went through the roof because that was like a little taste of luxury. Yes. And so realizing like, if you position, lots of people are like, Oh, I got to reduce my prices or I got to, you know, someone the other day was like, well, everyone will go to a corporate salon, like great clips or whatever. And I'm like, I mean, those business models work because they work, but there are people out there that want that little taste of luxury. And even if they're not booked in for something, or even if they don't say they need to buy something, give them an opportunity to feel special yeah. and to feel more luxurious. Yeah. Be like, oh, do you want to add this, you know, as a hairstylist, I know I have also like estheticians and stuff in, in my world, but like, do you want to add this extra thing on today that'll, you know, make your hair feel great or make your hands feel great or make your lashes last longer and make people feel luxurious make them feel like they're getting a a specialty treatment yeah. make them feel pampered and not yeah. in a way that like i'm gonna do this so i make more money right. do it from the heart because you care yeah. you know i i talked about recession proofing our business in my education community balance mm -hmm. stylist society and i had another hairstylist with me and we put together this list of things so so for her, she does these little tiny charcuterie boards and you can like pre-pick what you want on them. I mean, it's literally like $5 out of her pocket, okay? She has different little drinks that you can pick. She has those gold iPads that you can yes. add to. Yes. Paraffin treatments. I mean, things that, listen friends, you can get this shit on Amazon, okay? But it's these little things when you add to your services, you're not taking away, you're adding value. That's the kind of thing that people go, ah, I am not cutting that out. Ah, this is my treat to my damn self. I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna feel good, and I'm gonna have amazing, an amazing experience. So it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to add value to the services for people. No, and it doesn't have to take a ton of time and honestly you can do what you've got already like i worked in an aveda salon for 10 years and when our when our clients color sat we gave them hand massages yeah i mean and they yeah. loved that yeah. um you know really just like this is one thing that i've said from so my program rocker business is having its third birthday in january which is crazy and uh right because 2019 yeah, I was yeah. Like, 2020 yeah i started it right before the anyway I've always said, show, you need to show up at work like it's work. And we forget because we have such an amazing career. We get to hang out with people all day and we get a little lazy, yeah. but just showing up to work like it's work and you're leaving so much money on the table. And I actually just made a reel about this that I don't know when I'm going to post yet. Cause I'm so behind on planning my stuff for the week, but my student, Laura, she brought in an extra 450 bucks in a week. And all she did, I told her set a timer for 20 minutes, go look at your clients that are 
booked in for this week and think of an upsell or a retail or maybe something they've mentioned in the past that they've wanted and just quickly send them a message however you communicate with them and say, hey, I'm so excited to see you on Wednesday. I know you'd mentioned your hair being dry this time of year. I want to let you know that I got this in. And if you want me to set it aside, I'd be happy to. Either way, so stoked to see you. Yeah. Just offer them something. Offer to set something aside. One, you're just having them know that you're thinking about them is going to make their day. Yes. Sit, showing them a way that you're going to help them out. And stop thinking you're selling to them. And start thinking, how can I better their life and their experience and then you're you're gonna see like the money i remember my therapist always says this to me the money's secondary yeah. the money comes yes. yeah the money comes but if you have a client i'm just gonna go like hair wise like if you're washing their hair and their hair's so dry and brittle that it's breaking off and but you're too scared to offer them like a deep conditioning treatment and then they're like i don't know why my hair is so dry and you're like you need to moisturize it well well what do i do and then they go, someone else tells them, like, stop thinking, oh, if I tell them they need this, they're going to think I'm, like, trying to pull one over or being sleazy. Just go from the perspective of educating and say, like, is that something you'd be, you'd want to, you know, help, help with? And then if they say, yes, okay, cool. Well, I have this if you're interested. I'm not the only one. And that, I feel like that show of integrity yeah. is huge. Yeah. I picked this comment. What do you think? I, I love this. I love it. And, and that's, that's how I run my business is I keep doing what I'm doing, adding value, not discounting, you know, because what I provide is, you know, when I was doing here full time behind the chair, it's a luxury experience, you know, and I'm not going to discount my services. What I'm going to do is I'm going to add awesome things like the iPads or, you know, mimosas or something yeah. that just makes them feel special and makes them want to come back. And Don, I love that you said, because I, I talked about this in my community too. I feel like we're always on the same wavelength, friend. We have the um, same thing, just different people. We do. <laughs> like we're, we're a clone of each other. But here's the thing. When you send your client a text and say, I'm thinking of you, that to me, that's so special. I've been thinking about your hair. I know the last time you said you were having a really hard time curling your hair. So I'm going to set aside an extra 20 minutes to show you how to use this hot tools curling iron or whatever. I actually just made one of my, one of my clients were repairing her hair from some damage done. Not by me, by the way, but I took, but if it I was, you'd be okay. It was. And you know what? Absolutely. So I took photos of each of the products that I was giving her, the reconstructing treatments. And then I went into Canva and I wrote the instructions on each of the pictures. I said, number one, number two, number three. So I sent her three pictures with instructions. It took me maybe 15 minutes to do that. She messaged me and she was like, this is the sweetest thing anyone has ever done for me. And I was like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad it helped. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to take a lot of money. Following up with your clients, texting them the next day. It was so great spending time with you. I hope you're enjoying your hair. You know, have a great holiday. Following up, making them know they are special yeah. to you and they yeah. mean something to you. And you know, it's funny because I, I always thought it was weird. Like my clients, my clients would be like, it, not all of them, and I feel like I'm, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable to even say this because I'm saying it out of my own mouth, but some clients would be like, you're so cool. And I'm like, I'm not cool. Like, I don't know why you think that. <laughs> but they like, they really do. They like, 
a lot of times, especially in like the, and cause it's funny. Cause like, I never felt like I fit in, in the beauty industry. Cause I'm like, I'm not like this perfectly put together person, but our clients are really intimidated by us. And so when we're really warm and soft towards them, they're like, oh, I'm accepted by my hairstylist who I admire and look up to in this way. So yeah. know that I know so many times we struggle with thinking people would look up to us because we look up to so many people, but really they do. And, and that goes back to that whole, like, if you don't think something's going to work, if, if this stuff that you're listening to Sarai and I say this morning, you're like, yeah, cool. But like, you don't know that won't, it won't, it absolutely won't. You're absolutely right. Because if you believe something won't work, it won't, you won't yep. put the effort in. You'll be like, do you want this extra treatment? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that's where like, I really struggle because I hate mindset work because it doesn't feel like I'm actually doing enough stuff, but you really need to check yourself. If you're constantly finding excuses, if you're constantly like, I have people who are like, like, well, my ideal client's not in my area. Well, this, and I'm like, cool. What well, you need to get out of this, like everything's against you because yes, shit happens in life to everyone. And it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. And like Sarai and I didn't get lucky. There's like, mm -hmm. there was no luck involved in my journey. Not what hard work ever. Mm -hmm. I almost quit so many times. I fried a girl's hair off completely once. I don't know what happened still to this day, January 30th, 2016. And I mean, I quit, I got my dream job at 24 working for a lead hairstylist in Australia by fluke. I say, obviously by skill and talent, but I didn't think it. And I quit via email because I was having such panic attacks. I did so many things that I felt, I remember thinking that was my one opportunity at 24 to get my dream job and I yeah. fucked it up and now I get to live with the regret for the rest of my life as not because like, I thought being like a successful hairstylist back then in 2006 was to be like big name big city whatever right and I thought I screwed it up that was my one chance and I screwed it up you know Cosmoprof asked me to come down to ISSE in, to for a photo shoot and I couldn't reschedule this one client and that ended up being the client whose hair fried off <laughs> and I remember watching it was like I think, I can't remember, it was like Low Wheeler Davis, I think Jacob Kahn, like Jay, a, a whole bunch of like these people that like all of a sudden like shot to like rise to stardom. And I was like, I was, I got asked to be there and I didn't go. And like, what would my path have looked like otherwise? And it's so easy to like get into those mindsets of like, I screwed it up yeah. once or I'm not worthy yeah. or I'm not capable or, you know, like this client was unhappy or I tried, I offered someone an upsell and they said no. Yeah, like the hardest part, because I'm really sensitive to rejection. The hardest part about growth is like learning to get comfortable with people saying no. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Think but, but here's the other side of that coin, Dawn. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Okay. Mm -hmm. So take the chance because you got a 50-50 shot of them saying yes. And if Why you do you ask think it is that we do that though? Because it feels so much safer not to even go for it and just yeah. have it go, I know I could if I wanted to. And so sometimes it's like the knowing I could is enough instead of actually going for it. It's I like think the, a lot of us knowing are, I'm capable. Oh, sorry. Well, I think a lot of us are, are guilty of self-sabotage in ways that we might not even be aware of. And if we dig deep, it could be even, we're afraid of success. Like what if everybody says yes to this? What if I get too busy? I mean, what if I'm like a big fucking deal because I don't feel like it. So I think there's a lot of factors that go into why we let fear hold us back. But yeah. I think when we, when we get out of our client's brain, when we try to stop pretending like we know what the fuck they're thinking. Yep. And when we get out of their pocketbooks and we come from a place of 
genuine care, respect for this industry, respect for our craft, and we suggest things, yeah, people are going to say no, absolutely. And you just go, okay, next time. And you know what you should do? You should make a note in your phone. 1219 suggested this shampoo, okay? So then at their next visit, you say, hey, last time I suggested such and such shampoo, I've been thinking about this. I actually think that this would work better. Or, you know what, I'd really like to give you a shot. I'd like for you to give this a shot. How about I give you 20% off of this today? Yeah. Like, these retail, are, not service. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Always discount your retail, never discount your service. Services are free or full price. That's my, that's my thing. Complimentary. <laughs> Complimentary. I like that. Well, mine's for my model calls, so complimentary. <laughs> yeah. But there are ways that that people are gonna say no that you might not be prepared for. But the mm -hmm. thing is, if you don't fucking ask, the answer is always no. So yeah. flip the fucking coin, take that fucking chance. And you know what's crazy? The more you hear no, the more resilient you become. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's not even a big fucking deal. You're like, cool, you don't want the shampoo? Guess what? I got this mousse that I think would be great. No? Okay, cool. Next time. Like, yeah. and it doesn't even bother you. We end up, a lot of us end up taking the rejection, the no, personally. Like, we did something wrong, or we suggested mm -hmm. a bad product, or we're a bad hairstylist. No, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Sometimes people don't want fucking shampoo. Sometimes people aren't in a financial spot to get an extra yeah. product. They've spent all of their money with you. So we have to stop taking rejection personally when it comes to our clients. Yeah, and thinking that, so as a people, as a, be having ADHD rejection sensitivity is like real. Mm -hmm. And also be, being a people pleaser, I always thought the only answer to a question was yes. Uh -huh. And so thinking, I didn't want people ever to feel obligated to say yes to me thinking that if I ask something, people are going to feel like yes. But also, this is one thing, Kaylee, you said self-sabotage. I, I want to go on a bit of a tangent, and then I want us to answer. Yeah, I love that you picked this question. So if you guys do have questions, there's also a question mark down here that you can tap on and put a question in, and then we can bring it up. Because as you can tell, we go off on tangents <laughs> a lot. Okay, so I've been reading this book, and I haven't finished it because it is so freaking good. And it's called The Mountain Is You, and I actually am sending you a copy, Sarai, oh, because I've talked to you about it. Yes. Um, and it's about self-sabotage and the part that hit me the most in it. And you guys are going to, if you've ever felt like you sabotage yourself, you're going to want to listen in right now. It, if you self-sabotage, put me in the comments. I want to know if you guys have ever felt like you self-sabotage. So she talks about self-sabotage isn't about sabotaging what you want. Self-sabotage <laughs> is actually an unconscious need that is winning the other need that you, or the other goal that you want. So for example, a lot of times it's like, yes, I want to grow my business and I want to be able to make more revenue and I want to be able to like bring in more money without working more. Yes, I want to do this. But why can't I see Why do I keep sabotaging? I don't ask my clients for upsells. I don't offer them retail. And the unconscious need could be I am so terrified of feeling worthless. And when people say no, I feel like that dictates my worth. So for me, I, I knew like, I just want to help more people. Okay. One of my, like, I remember being on my therapist chair and she's like, what is your purpose in life? And I was like, I want other women to know and feel their worth and value. And she said, do you think it's because you've struggled with feeling your own worth and value? And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, duh, of course. And so I was like having this, like, why can't I seem to get, this was this year. I was like feeling really stagnant and stuck this year. And I was like, I know I just want to get more people, help more people and get in front of more people. But why can't I seem and I was thinking of it from like a social media perspective. And I was like, why can't I seem to like just put myself out there like I did? And I was like, 
reading this and I'm like, what's the unconscious need? I'm not sabotaging. It's an unconscious need that I don't know is there that is winning out. And I realize my deep seated need is to be liked. And so I fear people not liking me or being unhappy with me. And so taking a stance, taking a hard stance or talking directly to the people who need to hear from me, that means I'm going to draw a line in the sand with some things. And some people aren't going to, you know, the more, the more I just posted this week, the more you're for the right clients, the louder the wrong clients get. And that's really hard for me because I just want everyone to like me. But when you water yourself down, I have a whole podcast called bourbon doesn't give a shit. If I don't like bourbon and it goes and waters itself down to be more liked by me, I'm still not going to like it. And then people who like it are going to be like, this is disgusting. You end up being for no one. When you try to be for everyone, you end up being from no one. But it's so easy to logically get it. Yeah. I still struggle. My unconscious need that wins is I just want everyone to like me. And so I don't put myself out there. So I want you guys to think, what is it that's actual? It's not that I'm sabotaging. I know I can do it. I know I'm capable. But what is that deep inner need that is it's like, I'm scared that someone says no. And when they say no, I'm worthless. That means I'm not good. That means I, I'm, 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 I'm not worthy. Think about that. And I'm curious if any of you guys are willing, I know it's scary to share things online on the internet and it's very vulnerable, but what, if anything's come up, what is that need? Because for me, yeah, I just want people to like me. And when I get like mean trolley comments or people misunderstand, when people misunderstand me and say shit, it, hurts me to the core. And even if it's a stranger on the internet, I can take it a little bit better. But once I had one of my cousins leave a nasty comment on my Instagram, mm. a cousin of mine, you know, right? So on the flip side of that coin, Dawn, is me. I say fuck you before you can say no. I built mm. up these walls because I don't give a fuck what people think about me. No, Sarai, that is so wrong. You care so deeply what people think about you. And the pro problem is I built up that wall of this fuck you persona. I've slowly done work and torn it down. And here's what, does it bother me when trolls, like somebody called me an ugly Jeffree Star this morning on one of my videos. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for the compliments. We're twins. So does it hurt me? A little. I would be lying if I said it didn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, those aren't my people. They're not in my circle. They don't know what the fuck I've been through. They don't know what I've overcome. They have no idea about my life. So when it comes to like internet trolls and bullying, have I have you seen that video of how I keep the haters off my post on? I probably but I can't think of what so, it is. There's a there's a keyword that you can actually edit in your Instagram. There's a bunch of keywords. So I have nobody can comment about my nose anymore. Nobody can comment about my that I'm I have like ugly nose, big lips, schnoz. I have all those keywords. So nobody can comment that stuff. So the post is actually on Platinum Giraffe page and it's a picture of Gollum on the real cover and it says how to keep haters off your post. So if anybody struggles with haters, go watch that post. I, I break it down step by step for you. So I say all that to say this, I think everybody actually cares what other people think. It's just how much are we going to let that dictate what we do in our business mm -hmm. and in our life. When we start to let it paralyze us, that's a problem. And we need to take a deeper look at that. Yeah, and if you don't have community around you of people that are going to remind you of how amazing you are, and I think that's why, I mean, I was like legit in like a kind of like a hypnotic therapy place with my therapist, and 
we were taught, we were working through some stuff and she's like, isn't it amazing the community that you've built with your students, that's a safe place to be real and vulnerable. And I was just like, <laughs> I didn't even realize that I created this thing for other people that's actually helping serve me as well. And I'm going to get all teary, but I think that probably I'm going to go take a leap and guess that's the same thing with your community yeah. with Gallant Stylist yeah. Society and with Rock Your Business is like community actually, I didn't realize that like, they say for good, healthy mental health, yes, you need diet, exercise, sleep, but it's also socialization, community. If you don't have people that can can stick by you and hold you up and remind you of your worth, and that's why it's so important. And I've said before, and I'm curious, those of you guys here right now, like, I don't find I, I, my, my, best, my best friends, my best community is not in my local city. Yeah. It's yeah. all, and like, as much as I hate the online world sometimes, it's where I find my people. And Thanks. so find, you know, I mean, you don't have to like join our programs to find a community, but know that we've built our communities around that place of safety, vulnerability, acceptance, just as you are exactly where you're at right now. You don't need to be someone that you're not. You don't have to be part of this cool kids club. You as your freaking weird self are allowed to be with us. Okay. So I want to get to the questions because we've got four yes. questions in the question box as well. Cool. How do you guys feel? About and also, if you guys want to ask questions, there's a question box down here. Tap on the question mark, put it in, and we'll bring we'll bring them up. So, brow dot points. Oh, I hate trying to read these up. I'm so sorry if I'm this. How do you guys feel about just starting your business at 38? So, I think it's amazing because I technically did not start my business until I was 36. I got sober at 36 years old. I am 42, and I feel like seven years into my sobriety and my business, I'm just fucking getting started. So I think it gets better as you get older too. I think it's fucking amazing. And you should be so fucking proud of yourself for taking the leap of faith and believing in yourself and starting your business. Like I'm fucking proud of you. Absolutely. I think like age is just a number. And I say that meanwhile, I'm turning 40 this year. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm turning 40 this year. Four, like, so really, like, 40 is awesome. 42 sucks ass. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy what are we going to do? We got to go somewhere, Sarai, oh my, for my birthday. Oh my God. Okay. Yay. I want to go. Let's go to Mexico Hawaii. or something. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, like, I feel like I think great. You're going to bring all the wisdom you've gained throughout your life this far, thus far. You're, I mean, depending on what you've done beforehand and where you've worked. Like I always say like my time, working in retail helped me with my customer service so much, yeah. so much. And although like, I can't speak from experience because I mean, I've shifted my career. I remember doing a different cousin's hair, not the one that left the nasty comment, a cousin's hair once. And she like made a comment about like, yeah, I was talking to my friend about you and how you like change your career, like every five years. And I kind of was like hurt at first. Cause I like think I thought it was like a negative. I perceived it as negative. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've always kind of shifted and changed things like a lot. I always have to have change. I get bored and then I get stagnant. I like yeah. legit painted my bathroom this, ah! week, this week. And then <laughs> I moved like three rooms around two couches three couches around like now I want to paint more and like I just need like I have to tangibly be doing stuff to get me excited so brow dot nine points I think you're gonna kill it and it's all about how you decide to move forward I see people sabotaging themselves being like well it's not gonna work or I need to have honestly I'm curious Sarai your thoughts on this like I I guess at 31 years old I moved to a brand new city where I knew no one I had no plan and I was like, people are like, you're nuts. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to close up my business. And I just know bigger and better things are on the other side of this decision. Was I scared? Yes. But 
I mean, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I worked from my basement. I didn't even know I was going to do that when I got here. I looked at places. I worked from my basement. It wasn't cute. I was embarrassed of it, but I just went for it. And I kept pushing forward. I kept telling people and talking about what it was going to be. And I need to actually get back to that. I've lost a little bit of that of like, oh no, it's going to be great. And I'm going to get this space and it's going to be amazing. And I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big deal. And like kind of this like false confidence a little bit, which I, I got knocked hard down and my ego, it was like more ego than self-worth. It was rooted in, but also like when you get excited about things, like if you're like, yeah, I'm going to try and start this business and we'll see how it goes, then people aren't going to buy into it. But if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this kick-ass business. You've got to come see it. The reality is, is like, and people are scared to do that because they're like, well, what if I fail or what if I mess up or what if I don't hit a home run? Well, guess what? Baseball players hit a home run less than 1% of the time. And do you know that baseball players are the highest paid athletes ever? I think, I think that's right. Like, and less than 1% of the time they hit a home run. So stop thinking that you have to hit a home run every single time you do whatever, but start talking about how good you are and get that energy behind it. It translates. Yes. I went way off there on a, on a topic. Okay. Go on. Go ahead. Well, so there's a question about Don. What is the name of that book again? Oh yeah. So I just um here it is. I had a question. So it's called The Mountain Is You. And you know it's funny. I'm like I keep meaning to put it on my Amazon storefront so that I can make like 0.5 cents off of anyone who buys it through me. I always joke because I have I have a check from Amazon that I show people. I'm like, look, I have an affiliate account and my check is 17 cents. And it's the only check I've ever gotten from Amazon. And I have it because I always think that's like a nice way to support someone who refers you something, but I haven't put it up there. Or no, it might actually be. If you go to my website, dombradley.com, this is a great way. If you, you guys don't have to by any means, like I don't need the 17 cents, but I'll take it. And you go to the, my faves or, or shop or something like that. And then there's a link to either the Canadian or the American Amazon store. And that book should be in there. It's called The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. I love all of her books. Okay, other question. Oh, I don't want to delete that question. I want to put it out. <laughs> Sarah asks, what are oh, your hi, Sarah. goals? Oh, uh, wow. I have, a, I have a lot. So one is to go to treatment center, which is happening hopefully soon. The second big goal I have is to create a certification program for stylists to go through because I created a blending technique by myself, like on my own. And... I thought about like patenting it or copywriting it, but then I was like, no, Sarai, what you should do is you should share it and you should teach people how to teach it. So I'm coming up with a, a certification program for stylists to do what I do and teach what I teach. Those are my like big, big goals for 23. I love that. I love that. I wish I could answer this question. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, that's not a bad place to be though. And like, I'm not a new year, new me kind of person. Like I have goals all the time and I just keep a, a, a running tab on checking my goals off. It's not like I'm like, oh, for 2022, I want to do this. Like, I think you and I get these ideas and we get inspired and then we mm -hmm. go and we do it. It's not like we set out and we like map out 2023. This is exactly what it's going to look like. No, it doesn't yeah. I don't I would love... work like that. Yeah, I've had a goal of have helping 
over a, like having over a thousand people join my program rock your business to help them because like the results i've seen and the shifts and changes not only in their businesses but in their lives that i've seen in my students i really want to get more people in it and i was talking about that self-sabotage thing is like it's scary to say that because it's like well what if i don't well goals aren't there to hit they're there to push you forward yeah. They're not there to accomplish. And then if you don't accomplish them, you're a failure. I want to put a thousand people through my Rock Your Business program and help them get to a better place where they are run they're they're running their business. Their business isn't running them. Yes. And they feel I love like they're in control and they're not pushing themselves to the limit. Another goal of mine, and I don't know if I can actually say this publicly, but I had a goal where I'm like, I want to speak at this event. And and I was like, but they're probably already like got their speakers for the year. I think I maybe told you this last mm -hmm. week, Sarai. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to ask. And so I just uh -huh. asked and they were like, mm, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I thought I was going to have to wait for next year's. <laughs> so sometimes if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. I'm really, really The answer is always no if you don't ask. Mm -hmm. So if you're scared of rejection, rejection, I want you guys to think of this. If you're scared of people saying no to you and that's why you don't ask and you're like, I don't care if the answer is always no. I feel safer because I don't feel rejected. Well, know that you're rejecting yourself. Oh! You are rejecting oh. yourself by not asking. And so chew on that for a second. You are holding yourself. You are the one that's rejecting you by not asking. And yes, it hurts to hear a verbal no. And yes, it hurts to see someone's facial expression that you misinterpret or misunderstand, right? It's, it's so easy to read into things and it's safer to play it safe. But will you look back on your life and go, I'm so pissed that I didn't even try. What was I so scared of? I was scared of what someone might think of me. And I get that that fear is legit and real. And it makes so many decisions for us. And it's made a lot of decisions for me. I mean, my God, I remember when I did try when did we did I ask you to be on the podcast two years ago? Or how did we first connect? Yeah, I think you I think you asked. Me. I re remember being really intimidated by you because <laughs> yeah, right. Because like, you're like, we both have the same fear, but we put it out very differently yeah. right yeah. and I was like what if she yells at me <laughs> <laughs> right because like you have that like don't hold back yeah kind of and I was Fuck like you. oh what if yeah. what if I I don't want to get on her bad side right like I'm I was a little nervous but then like getting getting to know you and I just went for it anyway right like you just never yeah. know and then don't don't if someone says like if I were to reach out to have reached out to Sarai and she was like, oh, like, I no, thank you. Or like, fuck off. Maybe that was what I was scared of. Like, fuck you. I don't want to be on your podcast. Why? Like, that's what, like, you know, I made up this story. Oh my God. Right. But then just know that like, sometimes when you get a no, it's because like, I mean, I hate saying the universe because like I said, sometimes I really struggle with the, I'm like, so in it, but like, I struggle with the vocabulary around it because I grew up in a very religious upbringing and so sometimes the vocabulary it's just like tandem with the religious vocabulary I like to, I like to call it my higher self my higher yeah, self I like that. is looking out for me yeah you know? and sometimes you don't connect with the people because there's something better else out there mm -hmm. but yeah that when to be able to check off one of my 2023 goals in 2022 I was like fuck yeah this is gonna be a good year Yay, and also I was looking awesome. at so I listened to this podcast by Lewis Howes about manifestation from a neuroscientist. Mm -hmm. 
because I like the science. I need to know the science behind things. And she talks about a vision board being an action board because it's not just about visualizing it. It's about a reminder to take action. And I looked at my vision board I made a few months ago and I was like, oh my God, it has a picture of a, of a dark blue bathroom in it. And I was like, I don't even, I just liked it. And I was like, I just painted my bathroom dark blue. So one of my 2023 goals done and one of my things for my vision board done already before the new year. And I don't like, honestly, Putting things, like doing things just helps to get in your subconscious so you take the steps forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next question. I'd like to know, where in Montana are you moving? Oh, God. <laughs> so my husband and I kind of fell in love with like the Bozeman area, big sky. I will not be working like behind the chair. So we really have the freedom to move anywhere. But we went to Bozeman and I was like, this is where I I need to be. It's so beautiful. And like, I don't think you'll be very far from me. We could no. drive to each other. Um, I'm trying to get my husband to move to a tiny little fucking town that's seven minutes from the Canadian border because then we'd only be three hours away. And he was like, babe, I want to live in a town that's bigger than 300. And I was like, Ugh, oh my God. Whatever. Gosh. And then I would get everything shipped to your house because some things don't ship I, to Canada. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I would see you for the weekend all the time. Can you please move there? I'll be calling chef. Yeah. Court says how do you handle still growing and being successful when you're going through home life issues story of my fucking life this yeah year. same i was like we both got some shit for this doggo how do you handle still growing and being successful when you're going through home life issues not well i don't do it well at all courtney 2022 has been a really tough year personally for me it's thrown me through the ringer and I don't talk a lot. I mean, it's funny because I always say like, this is my, I don't have personal social media, but my social media for my business is very personal. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that I share and there are things that I don't share. And so, you know, I haven't shared the stuff that I've been going through personally, publicly for a reason, because it is very personal to me, but it's been a really hard fucking year. And to be honest, Courtney, I, my business had to take the passenger seat, the back seat, and it was just on survive and maintenance mode. And I mean, my lung collapsed in June and that, I mean, from no fault of my own, it was from, it, yeah, it, it happened and it was not cool. <laughs> and that threw me for a loop that took me out of being able to work for a while. I almost passed out on one of my coaching calls with my students. And then I just like got in a really bad headspace and I hadn't gone to therapy. I had quit seeing my therapist for three years because of a whole nother thing. And I went back to her in August and I've been going weekly since August just to work on myself. But there were many times that I was like, but I need to work on myself, but my business is going to crumble. And I was really scared that I was going to have to like, you know, pack it all in, let go of my employee, let go of the contractors and like start fresh somewhere. And I felt I was really scared of the embarrassment of that, of what I thought it would look like to other people. And I was terrified of losing everything I'd worked so hard to build and having built the success and to feel like I was like, this is what I felt like it was happening. I felt like I was a plane nose diving into the earth, but I knew that I like couldn't focus on my business. I had to focus on myself, but then I was like, but I don't have time to focus on myself because my business. And it was this, like, I was in a really, yeah. Sarai, Sarai and I voice memo each other. And like, we both just like, <laughs> like in circles. And that's where you need, like, I mean, I think you and I connected this year when was it like May? Yeah. And I don't, I, I really think it was divine intervention yeah. because you've yeah. been such a rock solid friend for me through this and all. And vice versa. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, 
you know, I hate that we don't live geographically close to each other, but I mean, our, our text threads are just voice memo after voice memo. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, telling the good and the bad and you're crying and I'm crying <laughs> and, and it's nice to have that support because, and, and I feel like Don, we're either same or opposite. <laughs> so like when we're, we're, I'm having a bad day. She's like, I'm on top of the world. I'm ready to go. And it's nice to have that. But, you know, sometimes we do commiserate together. And, you know, I, I just like to say, like, on this, like, dealing with your home life and your personal life with business, they always say relationships are 50-50. And I, I think that's bullshit. And I think the same goes with business and personal. Sometimes it's 90-10. Sometimes it's 40, 60. When it comes to your business, there are times that it has to go on the back burner, that you have to just keep it going. You can't grow it. It can't thrive because the most important piece of the business is you. Mm -hmm. And if you are not okay, your business is not going to be okay. But here's the deal. It's okay to not fucking be okay. It is okay. It is okay to feel things. It is okay to take a step back and say, you know what? I got to handle my shit. I have to put on my oxygen mask before I can help anybody else put on theirs. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever a, a balance, a true balance. I think what it is, is it's living between the ebbs and the flows. Yeah. And honestly, like this time of year, it can be really, really hard. It used to be really hard for me. And I learned, like I used to book my, overbook myself because it was Christmas and you had to, you know, that was the moneymaker. And then I learned, I don't, I just want consistency. And so I stopped, I started giving myself more time during this time and, and learned to focus on, actually one of my favorite books that I ever, ever, ever read is says, it's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. Mm -hmm. And it's by George Lois and it is like, it takes you 45 minutes. It's got lots of pictures. I love it. It's for like this ADHD brain, but he has a really good perspective and like really learning how to kind of what we were sharing earlier, like show up at work, like it's work. There's so many opportunities for us to add in more. I mean, if we're thinking success from a financial standpoint, which like, I think as we've gotten old, I mean, as I'm entering into my fourth decade, realizing that like life isn't all about money. Yeah. Life is about, you know, fulfillment and, and when you are fulfilled, the, the moneyer comes, yeah. the moneyer, the money comes easier, but like getting strategic and learning how that sounded very like getting strategic, <laughs> but like learning how to maximize what you've already got rather than being like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And always like going from thing to thing going like, oh, I didn't, you know, if you don't give something enough time, it'll never get to where you want to go. And if you keep making lateral moves, mm -hmm. I had a girl work for me once. And when I started to like hear her talk about everything in her past, she was 28 becoming a hairstylist. She was embarrassed that she was like late to the game, which is, it's not mm -hmm. real. But when she started talking about everything in her past, she'd do something for two years and then she'd quit and move on to something else. Cause in two years she wouldn't be where she wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying to me like, Don, I just want to be where you're at. And I was like, cool. I have 16 years on you right? Know yeah. that not to say it's going to take you 16 years. Yeah. So know that it's going to take time. And yeah, to continue to grow knowing that you're going to try things and yeah. some things aren't going to work. Yeah. And, and if you try too many things at this, this is the best advice I ever heard. If you are like, okay, I want to change things and you change five things and it works, you don't know which thing worked. Mm -hmm. So just do change one yeah. thing at a time. And then, you know, did yeah. it work? Did it not? Okay. I'll do something else. Did it work? Did it not? Because that's what I've actually had to learn after 2020 was 
was an amazing year for my business. 2021 was okay. This year was because like from a financial standpoint, because my life mm -hmm. and going, okay, I changed a lot of things as well. And now I need to go, oh, now I need to go back to not changing any of it and mm -hmm. see, <laughs> and then only yeah. implement one thing at a time. Trial and error. Yeah. Honestly. Okay. We've got one more question here. Miss Britt, using IG as a seasoned stylist is difficult. Where's the best place to start with algorithm BS? I mean, stop worrying about the fucking algorithm. Full stop. Here is why you use social media. It is to connect with people. Okay. It is not about how many fucking followers you have or what time of day. That's right. What value? What? I'm only going to say because I know someone's thinking it. That's easy for you to say. You have almost 200,000 followers. Yeah, I've lost 4,000 in the last month and a half. I don't give a fuck about the algorithm. Here's what I'm doing. And here's where I found the most success. When I provide value, when I post things that I enjoy, it's like this. Like you can tell when people are posting and they don't really want to. They're posting because they have to three times a day. People scroll past that. They can feel that fucking energy. When you're passionate about something, talk about it. It doesn't matter if it's fucking two o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock at night. Yes, there are ideal times to post according to Instagram. But I will tell you this. Every time my analytics say post at 9 a.m., it fucking flops. I post at 6 a.m., boom, it's fucking glorious. So we have to stop worrying about what the algorithm says and how it dictates what we create. Create what you fucking love. Create what your ideal client or your ideal market wants to hear about. Put love, put passion behind that. Help people solve fucking problems. Like that is the point of social media. And yes, yeah, it, I I'm sure it's probably easy for me to say because I have 191,000 followers, but I haven't always. Counting. I haven't, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was up to 194. Now that bitch is down to 191. Yeah. Like, but I'm not going to let it dictate what I create, how I fucking create it. I started out with zero followers, zero fucking followers. I stayed under 10,000 for two years. Okay. My growth has been very gradual. So I, do the numbers pay my bills? No, they fucking don't. Okay. They don't. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I love that because honestly, there's been times where I've like fallen into the trap of like, okay, I need to do this because this is what, you know, there's a lot of education out there. That's good education. That would be good for like a big business that has a social media manager yes. that has, that wants to reach people all around the world. But like, why I want to ask you guys as local service providers, what the fuck do you care about the algorithm? Yeah. Why do you want to get in front of more people? Don't you want to connect with more people locally? And like by connecting locally, you want to get to know them. And so yes, like social media works. But when I moved here, so I used Instagram when I first moved to Calgary, because I was I was legit going to print off business cards. And I was going to go down to Stephen Avenue here downtown Calgary, which is a busy, like kind of walkie street, <laughs> walkie, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's not cars. It's like a little like, whatever. And I was going to hand out cards. And then I realized, you know what, if I can get people on my Instagram to see my work, then they can see what I actually do. And so I just sat there for eight hours a day because I had no clients. And I'm like, I'm going to do this as my full time job. And I looked up local shops, local stores that I thought the kind of person I would want to have in were. And then I looked at who followed those stores and I would connect, I would DM, yeah. I would yeah. leave comments. I wasn't posting for an algorithm yeah. because here's the thing. It's yes, it may be really efficient and I am an efficiency lover I want to do things that are most efficient but who gives a fuck if it's efficient if it's not effective Boom. and honestly 
sending DMs, connecting with people, saying, going into their store, getting to know them, like being a repeat person yeah. in this store, being like getting to know the people that work there, and then connecting with them on social media, doing those things. It's fucking tedious. It is, yeah. but yeah. it works. And yeah. wouldn't you rather do something? Sometimes you got to do the tedious things that will have way more effective results than the efficient. Yes, post a reel, but I don't know anyone that's booked an appointment from a trending audio on a reel. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you get a bunch of likes and you, you know what? I even had someone DM wanting to collab with me and I said, okay, like, what's your goal? What's your purpose? And they're like, I just want more eyes on my page. And I was like, for what reason? Just to have more exposure for what reason? And it was just vanity. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like if you do you, if you've got the time and you want to do that and you just want to do it, but like, why? And I know it makes like, they say the likes are just, they, it does the same thing in our brain as cocaine. Yeah. Yep. And so it's addictive and I get it. I've been there. I've been like checking like why I thought this one was so funny. Why isn't it going off? This one was so good. Why isn't anyone liking it? And then it's like, you kind of like get the twitch and you need your fix. Yep. And I mean, it's a I'm vicious, sure both... vicious, yeah. vicious cycle. So when you're using social media, I always tell people like, why are you using it? What's your why? If it's to build your clientele, then make connections. Like Don said, like go. So there's a yoga place down the street go follow that yoga place then see who follows them then send them dms hey i was checking out your page i love your hair if you ever need a hairstylist i'm right next to the yoga studio like putting yourself out there and connecting with people providing value free value for for clients and potential clients like this is why we turn our heat down or doing posts that aren't necessarily reels that are educative informative like making actual fucking connections who gives a fuck about the numbers at the end of the day has anyone been buried and on their tombstone it said they had 9402 million followers no no nobody fucking cares about that shit at the end of the day if it's not going to pay your bills who fucking cares yeah. the connections the local community that's the stuff that's going to pay your bills if you're looking to build your clientele and i get it like we know logically that it doesn't matter but like, why do you think we tie so much of our worth to that number? I think we are bombarded by it constantly. And we see these overnight successes or we see, you know, these people going viral. And then what we do is we go, well, there's something wrong with me. Why I, I made that, that real or I, I could do that or what, what's wrong with me? People don't like me. And then we equate those likes with our value and our self-worth. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's not healthy. Social media is an app. And at the end of the day, it is a business to make money, okay? It's just like fucking insurance. They don't give a fuck about the people. They're there as a business to make money. So we have to like stop tying our value, our worth to these likes and these comments. It's great when we get them but we can't let it fucking ruin us. And, and, and I say that from experience. Like I just like, God, I went down a hole and y'all want to talk about depression. Like I started going viral and then all of a sudden I started losing followers and nobody was seeing my shit and Instagram was, you know, I didn't have reach and I'm like, cool. Well, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just going to go fucking run into traffic now and nobody likes me. I'm worthless. It's an addiction. No. And it's a game. Yeah. Okay. Instagram is a game. The algorithms are constantly changing. If you stay consistent, that is the best advice that I can give you is just stay consistent and stay connected 
to your people. That's it. Yeah. And honestly, like when I've, I've stopped giving, so one thing that I, okay, two things I want to share. Hopefully I'll remember them both. I remember when I was moving to Calgary in 2014, it's a much bigger city than where I was from. And I was like, Ooh, it's like bigger city, like more metropolitan. Like I got to have my shit together. And so for $2 and 99 cents, I bought 500 followers so that I would have a thousand followers because at the time I felt if I had a thousand followers, I was legit. And so I want you guys to hear me when I say, I get it. You have a number made up in your head that, and I'm curious if you, if you'll be willing to put it in the comments, what's that number that you think when I have this many followers, then I'll feel legit. Cause I know like 10 K for a lot of people, maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's a hundred thousand, but what's that? It's just like how we are scared to charge over. What's that number that you have in your head that you think, when I hit this number of followers, then I'll feel legit. Then people will see me. Then I'll see myself as like the success. And I'm sorry, do you have that number? Mine was a hundred. I wanted to hit a hundred K. I mean, I want to hit a million, but like, so here's the deal. I watched 99.9. I mean, it is. And then when I hit it, I was like, oh my God. Nobody said you get a new Lamborghini or you just want a million dollars. Or now you can solve world hunger. There was a number that I attached so much value to. And I'm going to tell you something. It was such a letdown, friends. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. a letdown. My life didn't improve. It didn't get me more sponsorship or brand deals or more clients. Or it got me fucking jack shit. It got me stressed the fuck out. Because then you have to maintain it. No, and whatever. Yeah, so now I have to always stay above that number, right? So then I have to work harder. There's nothing that happens when you hit that number. There's really not. No. And do you feel like you I mean, put you more pressure go, on yourself? Good job. Good job. But yeah, yeah, more pressure. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like we have, and so many people are like sharing. I love this. Yeah, we, we have this idea of like this number. And, but I had to really start going, how many? people like for my purpose of like wanting people to know and see their worth and value I'm going to focus on how many people I can actually help and so regardless of what that number is how many people can I help and you know I I the last like four or five weeks I have like stayed the same because I've lost as many as I've gained and I try you know a few I have a few friends that'll be like what's going on with like stuff like my analytics I'm like I honestly don't look at my analytics at all and that's like why I don't teach social media <laughs> because like just focus on the people, like find out what fulfills you. For me, like someone sending me a message being like, Don, I listened to your podcast. FYI, if you guys haven't been here for the whole thing, this live will be on the Anxious Creative Podcast tomorrow. So you can go and listen to it where all my, all my Instagram lives, I go live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. They're on the podcast the next day. But lately I've been getting, since doing these, putting these on the podcast, I've been getting so many DMs of people being like, your podcast is like changing my life. And there, I mean, it like, feeds my ego like nothing else but like also like my deep but it's also my purpose to help people and so getting those dms means more than like seeing a follower number go up and yeah. so get off the focus of that and get focused on like what will really light you up and make you feel like you're making that difference in the world and that's yeah. helped me a ton now i know i said yeah. i had two points that i don't remember what we were talking about before snowing 
No, it's raining. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. But this has been so good. Dude, I, I honestly think this. I'm yeah. gonna like throw out a random idea that I've not asked Sarai. So I'm like risking rejection here and her possibly saying no live on the internet in front of 43 other people just to show you guys and lead by example of sometimes you just got to put things out there knowing not knowing if someone's going to be into it or not. I think you and I should do a joint workshop for people on how to use social media for a service-based business. I would love that. I think that would be so dope, dude. What do you guys yes. think that are yes. here? Yes. Everybody better say fuck yes. <laughs> Honestly, because if we did like a two hour workshop with like very, you know, you yes. guys get the replay, there'd be like no commitment. You didn't have to like go through big long lessons of stuff. There'd be lots of Q and A of how to navigate social media as a local service-based business because all the social media stuff out there is teaching you how to go viral, teaching how to get seen. And that doesn't work for a service-based business. Friends, so you need to stop. Yeah, lots yeah. of do it, do it, do it, yeah. I, I built my entire dream clientele off of Instagram locally this isn't you know yes i eventually had people fly into me but i built a multiple six-figure business behind the chair using instagram locally so when i tell you it can be done and dawn tells you it absolutely can be done dawn's moved and rebuilt her clientele multiple times i built my dream clientele if you if you would have told me years ago that i could use a phone to create what I created and bring in the beautiful humans that I got to fucking work with, I'd have been like, you're fucking crazy. So I think we have a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom that we can share with you. That's actual shit that's gonna work. Not some yeah. bullshit about your fucking engagement times or how to lip sync. No, no. Real quality shit that is gonna put people in your chair, the right people. Yeah, because I mean, if you have a, online store e-commerce like that's different you want to get in front of like the whole world but if you're a local based business you don't need to dance on you don't need to lip sync you don't need to do that stuff and yeah i think sarah and i should do it and everyone I, sounds like they're friend. loving it i also yeah. like someone who's a social media oh here maria says yes love the thoughts of your experience on social media subject i work for a marketing agency and i feel like you both really get it i love oh that I've gathered so much, Nancy Joe says, I've gathered so much confidence and strength from you, not giving a fuck, but just really raw beauty. Aw, the platinum oh, giraffe is my spirit that. animal. Oh, you guys, I love this. Dawn, I think that's such a great idea. I really okay. am excited. So now we have to plan a date and like, yeah. Ah, ah. yeah. And so before we go here, I want to let you guys know. So I've actually been doing a six week series on how to help grow you and your business. And January 8th, I want you guys to save the date because I'm going to be having up on how to be how to become financially stable in the beauty industry, even if you're not a numbers person. So I don't have the sign up yet for you, but stay tuned, you know, follow can don't don't follow me. If I'm going to stress you out, but like stay connected with me, check, check out the anxious creative podcast dawnbradley.com. There's so much stuff there and mark off January 8th because you want to be at that class. Financial stability in the beauty industry isn't as hard. And just because you're not a numbers person doesn't mean money will go away. Sarai, what about you? What's going on in your world? Where can people find you? Uh, where can they connect with you? They can find me in my private education community. That's pretty much where I live over on Balanced Stylist Society. It is, you can join for $7 and then it is $25 a month. It is about mental health. It is about social media, branding, marketing, blonding, color corrections, like you fucking name it, it is in that community. And I 
throw myself into that community. I live there. So if you're interested, click the link in my bio and you can join today for $7. I mean, $7. That's ridiculous. $7. Yeah, that's, a, that's it. That's deal. I know. That's basically, I mean, I'm going to, I don't know Sarai's business, but I think like she's basically giving it to you for free and you're just covering the administrative costs for Correct. how they get it a week for $7 or two, two how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. And you can binge watch this shit like it's Netflix. I was going to say, okay. you have over 500 tutorials in there, don't you? I know? have like 507 or something like that. Yeah, it's fucking bananas. And I do, I do two brand new hair tutorials every week. And then I do three days of talking topics and the stories that get saved. So whether it's social media or client communication or policies, boundaries, self-sabotage. I mean, we, we literally talk about so much because... What we do as hairstylists is so much more than hair. And that's really what this community is about. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I couldn't have a friend that I'm more aligned with on so much stuff than you. So thank you for, I'm so glad that we did this impromptu live. I know. Six, 75 minutes worth. Yeah. I mean, we could go for another eight hours because it's me and you. Yeah. But. <laughs> I know. Well, if you guys want more of Sarai and I, just put some hearts or tap the side. It's been so good to hang out. If you guys missed some of this live, just go over to the Anxious Creative Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, and you will get this episode tomorrow on the podcast. Sarai, thanks for coming live. We'll Oh, yeah. People want us to go live more often. Okay. I'm so, friend, I'm so yeah. down. I love this. I we love it, do it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and Business Breakfast Embedded. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on Instagram every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and get your questions answered directly from me. It's so fun and it's super cash and I'm always in my bedhead, usually in my PJs, and we have the best time. And if you enjoyed this episode, Let's spread the love and share it with a friend, a coworker, or a family member. Make sure to like and subscribe to get this out to more people. And if you didn't know, I have monthly contests and all you got to do to win some awesome prizes and merch. And who knows, I think the, the prizes are going to get better as we go. Just leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That's a huge help for me. And I want to be able to honor you and reward you by putting your name into the contest. The winner is announced the first Monday of every month. And I'm so excited because I hope you win next. So go leave a review wherever you're listening to this. And until the next episode, stay weird, friend.